It's Mighty Mind Mischief, Taika Waititi cancelled, Pitt promotes the ghost with the most, and he's back, baby! All this and more on Geekly Bi-Weekly. What's up, you gorgeous geeks? Welcome to Geekly Bi-Weekly, your new favorite podcast for geek news, pop culture, and discussion. My name is Hogan. And I'm Ida. And before we start this episode completely and officially and get into the stuff that we're going to be talking about, um, I do have to let you guys know that we are no longer going to be uploading to SoundCloud. It's only going to be on Spotify and as soon as we can, uh, Google Podcasts, which we should be on there already. I don't think we are. We already are. Are we? Oh, man. I didn't even know that. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, and then maybe we'll get on some other platforms too. Yeah, we'll find another platform to put ourselves on there because the further we can reach, the better, you know? But uh, yeah, like I said, we're not going to be uploading to SoundCloud anymore. Um, This is going to be our last episode on there. And uh, after that, it's just going to be kaput, you know? You can find us You can find us elsewhere. Um, But hey, the first thing that we're going to be talking about is uh, Moon Knight, uh, which mm-hmm. is set to premiere March 30th, uh, starring the always wonderful Oscar Isaac. I know. I cannot um, wait. Yeah, it looks really good, but I do want to bring up that I have some concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, the the titular character Moon Knight, or better known as Mark Spector, Mark is his Spector. real name. He has multiple personalities. Mm-hmm. Which comes into play with the the character that he's playing and like how he was given yeah. the the powers that he has. Powers of Khonshu, An ancient Egyptian god. Uh, yeah, saw him and was like, "I'm gonna hook you up, bro." Yeah, the moon uh, god. The moon god. I'm a little worried about how they're going to be representing that and how they're going to be representing. Uh, Dissociative Identity Disorder. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to let you take this one because I don't know like a whole lot. And you seem to be much more well-versed than I am on it. So please, Ida, take it away. Matt, give her a round of applause too. So, um, yeah, the character Moon Knight or Mark Spector, he does have this disorder, um, which is called dissociative identity disorder, formerly known as multiple personality disorder. It usually means that there are at least two distinctive and different personality states, two or more. There tends to be memory gaps in a lot of uh, the times between switching. So sometimes when you're in one personality, you can't always... uh, remember what happened when you were experiencing uh, the other personality. Um, It's usually based on a lot of trauma. It typically is associated with overwhelming trauma and uh, abuse during childhood. So it's kind of, uh, it's a very, very serious mental disorder. At the same time, individuals with dissociative identity disorder are completely, you know, completely functioning members of society, you know, uh, it's just they've got these uh, distinctive personalities and have to uh, navigate the world a little bit differently. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see something like this in a 
action movie where they're not really going to be going, I think, into that. Um, but with Moon Knight in particular, he has four distinctive personalities. Um, he's got Mark Spector, his real identity, a man named Stephen Grant, uh, Jake Lockley, and then the Fist of Khonshu, a.k.a. Moon Knight. So, um, yeah, it's a really tricky thing. Sorry to kind of get deep with uh, the discussion, but I think it does need to be discussed because I am a very big mental health advocate um, and feel like we should have open and honest conversations about mental illness and disorders. And I don't want to like take away from you that you are um, that you're a, a mental health advocate. Uh, on this show, we all are. Absolutely yes. we all are. Oh, um, for sure. But I want to definitely emphasize none of us more so than you because you are personally i feel like you're a staple when it comes to that kind of thing you're the person that i can go to when it comes to talking about stuff like that and i have before um yeah. you're just knowledgeable on that kind of thing and i've it's one of those things where i feel that i wish more people were mm -hmm. so that there weren't so many ignorant opinions uh, out there on people that that don't know what they're talking about quite frankly yeah. um yeah ignorant and willfully so yeah because i like to say that in the age of information uh ignorance is a choice yes that is um, a round of applause for that right there. thank you thank you i'll try um so i'm looking over on like just like an overview of him uh, like you said it is later revealed moon knight has dissociative identity disorder uh, incorrectly referred to as schizophrenia in some stories and the alter egos known as Grant and Lockley, originally manifested during his childhood. Subsequent identities, including an unnamed red-haired little girl and astronaut, emerging during his adulthood. It is debated in different stories whether Spectre's mental uh, disorder is due to childhood trauma or a result of brain damage caused by his psychic connection to Khonshu, a connection compelling Moon Knight's personality to shift between four major aspects of the Moon God's multifaceted nature, the Traveler, the Pathfinder, the Embracer, and the Defender of those who travel at night. Conchu claims he created a psychic connection with the Moon Knight when the latter was a young boy, uh, decades before he was ready to be fully recruited as his avatar on Earth, uh, the left fist of Conchu. Um, and that's a cool explanation and all. Mm -hmm. But I'm still a little bit worried how they're going to do it. I know over in Iron Man 3, they had what I felt was a pretty decent representation of Tony having anxiety uh, after everything that happened mm -hmm. in uh, the uh, the first Avengers movie. Yeah, PTSD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PTSD and anxiety. Thank you. I totally yeah. forgot about the uh, first one. Uh, how did you feel about it? How did you feel how they represented it? And then, like going forward with that, how do you think they're going to do with this one? I feel like for the most part, Marvel has been relatively respectful about talking about things like anxiety, depression, PTSD. Um, you have a lot of these characters that they've experienced a lot. They've seen a lot. Um, and I think Marvel does a pretty good job at showing the nuances of the effects of things like anxiety, depression, PTSD. Um, and so I'm hopeful that they'll be respectful. But again, you never know how deep they're going to go into this, how many of the personalities they're actually going to show. I imagine they'll show all four. Um, but yeah, um, I'm hopeful. It looks like a really fun movie. The trailers look really great. But again, that is a concern. 
we don't want to do a disservice to individuals who have dissociative identity disorder. Yeah, not only a disservice, but like bad representation of that. Um, because if you have good representation of it, it, it really paves the path to having good open discussions about it mm-hmm. instead of vilifying it, you know? Yeah. I think I think it's going to be a cool show. I I absolutely love um Pedro Pascal. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know exactly who plays him. <laughs> I just forgot. Oscar Isaac, that's his name. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I absolutely love Oscar Isaac. I think he's fantastic. I think he was the best pilot that the Millennium Falcon has ever seen. Um I'm excited to see what he does. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see where um where Marvel pushes this. I know that they're trying to push for Moon Knight to become an Avenger. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Kevin Feige said that Endgame was the final Avengers movie, I'm calling bullshit on that because they lie to us all the time. Oh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, like I keep saying, I'm personally excited to see where this goes. But hey, thank you for educating us on that. Uh, let's, let's give her another round of applause, Matt. Make it like a big one. Make it a big one. Make it really loud, real quick. And that's it. Okay, that's it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But moving on with Marvel stuff, we're actually going to jump over the next story that we were going to talk about and go to this one real quick because it's like just a super quick thing. Disney is officially getting all of the Netflix Marvel series shows, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, yeah is looking yeah i'm super excited about that because i love them i am a little once again worried because i don't want them to uh i don't want them to edit them because they were they were definitely r-rated shows yeah there was like good amounts of violence there was cussing there was it felt really raw and real for the shows except for uh, iron fist because fuck iron fist all my homies hate iron fist Mm -hmm. it it, i just really hope that they don't edit them out or not edit them out, edit like certain edit parts them of them to down, be, yeah. yeah, because they they felt really good. But it looks like uh, March sixteenth we're supposed to be getting those streaming, uh, including uh, what is it, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Defenders, and The Punisher, mm-hmm. uh, which that one's gonna be really hard to edit if they uh, if they do that because that show was just yeah, it was really brutal though. So we'll see. That being said, it was fucking great Mm -hmm. from what I've heard because I haven't seen it. I know I need to watch it. (laughs) Um, Seen like scenes. (laughs) But we're going to jump over to um, something else right now uh, and probably my favorite story of the day. Yes. We have gotten confirmation. And by we, I mean literally the entire world, not just us. We don't like have inside scoop on this. Yeah. yet not yet one of these days we will Mm -hmm. uh that john dimaggio has come to an agreement of terms uh to come back and voice bender in the futurama revival i know so that means that everyone on the original cast the entire original cast which fucking love that um there's so much going on with this series uh it was announced earlier last month that the show was going to be coming back with all of the original cast members including the original writers and creators david x cohen and matt groaning who also matt groaning did um simpsons Mm -hmm. uh which has been predicting a lot of weird shit but we're gonna get into that another episode that's a little too but also the simpsons aren't really predicting everything it's just things haven't really changed well yeah no but also there was that one episode where like 
they definitely like sort of predicted nine eleven. Yeah. Like some of the shit that they that they talk about on there was like they predicted nine eleven. They predicted the Trump presidency. <laughs> yeah. They predicted like cell phones. Some of the shit on there was just like a little a little too close for comfort for me. Yeah. But um, it looks like we have Billy West as Fry, Katie Segal as Leela, Tress McNeil as Mom, and so many others. Um, Morris Lamarche as Kiff, Lauren Tom as Amy, Phil Lamar as Hermes. Who I love, Phil Lamar. Please can't. I would love to have him on the show at least one time. And David Herman is scruffy, all set to come back in their original roles, as reported uh, by The Verge. Uh, at the time, Deadline was reporting that uh, DiMaggio's role was supposed to be recast um, because he turned down the initial offer, which he felt uh, was, quote, was not competitive based on success and name recognition of the original series. Uh, people absolutely lost their shit. I did, too. I definitely tweeted at him to come back. Um, at the same time, though, I got to respect that. Like, yeah. I most definitely do. It's just one of those things that, like, I, I, I love that series. I literally just finished watching it again for, like, probably the 10th time last night. Oh, yeah. I've watched that series more times than I can count. It's so good. But, yeah, he's uh, he has officially announced, he being John DiMaggio, has officially announced that they have come to an agreement and that, uh, as he says... I'm back, baby. Matt, if you can, please put I'm back, baby in there. But like a bender, because apparently I have to be like super specific or else you're just going to go doing random shit. I'm back from lots of stuff. Yeah, that's uh, that's Matt. And one of the many reasons we love him. Yes, so much so. Um, but yeah, that was just like a quick little cool little story that I wanted to bring up because I fucking love that show and I'm definitely going to be starting it again. Uh but, but, oh man, hold on a minute. Wait a minute now. It looks like we're only going to have like a 30 minute episode. Really? Well, yeah, we're only 20 minutes in. Yeah, well, we'll make it work. Oh, what was that? Was that a dog? Yeah, that's Luna. Oh, I love that for us. I was over on the New York Post about to read... Off to you guys, like, what's been reported on what we're about to talk about. Why does every single website I go on to that, like, does new stuff like this try the, the, they always have a little pop-up that's like, hey, we'd like to send you notifications. Why the fuck would I want that? Mm-hmm. Which 80-year-old grandma sees that and is like, yes, I would like notifications about everything forever. Yeah. Who, who was it? Uh, Bo Burnham definitely got it right with a little bit of everything all of the time. Yeah, oh my gosh. Bo Burnham is a genius. Like, so good. Is a genius. So if you guys haven't watched Bo Burnham's Inside, it's definitely the pinnacle of like quarantine entertainment and how it felt to be in quarantine. Mm -hmm. It's definitely one of those things where you have to be a in a good mental spot to watch it. Oh yeah, I cried because I was not in a good mental spot, but I was like, this is amazing. But I'm It's just so good. And <laughs> oh then he God. ended up putting it on vinyl and it was in theaters for like a weekend. And apparently at one of the showings, like people just wouldn't shut up. Like they, they were seeing the entire thing and he was in there and like, he was just like, this is just in awe. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. If you haven't watched it, uh, go watch that because it's, it's definitely worth a watch. But mm -hmm. According to Deadline, Plan B Entertainment, which is owned by uh, Brad Pitt. I almost said Matt Damon. <laughs> God, I'm terrible at this, aren't I? Um, 
you're really bad at names today. So bad. You're you guys are lucky that I remember your guys' names, honestly. Because yeah. like it can get bad some days. I wouldn't blame you. Like I forget people's names all the time. Honestly, I thought you called me Dwayne and I was like, who the fuck? Yeah, is I forgot your name and called you Dwayne. Yeah. Sounds right. Sounds about right. Plan B, uh, according to Deadline, is uh, Brad Pitt's uh, production company and is slated to be doing a sequel to the 1988 cult classic Beetlejuice. Yay! There's not a whole lot of details right now, but they have been um, in talks to have both uh, Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder coming back as their you know, famous roles, yeah. um, which you can't blame them. Jesus, I love them. Like, I will be so bummed if they don't come back. Like, so upset. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's one of my favorite movies. Beetlejuice is one of my favorites, if not my all-time favorite movie. I love Beetlejuice. I can quote pretty much all of it, I want to say. Like, it's so good. So I I have high expectations, but I'm trying to drop them because I want to go in with no expectations. Yeah. Um, people were definitely talking about like movies that didn't age well. And that was one of those movies that came up mm-hmm. um, stating that Beetlejuice was just like sexist and rude the entire time. Yeah. And I'm over here like. Well, yeah, he's the villain of the movie. Like, yeah, he's not supposed to be a good guy. Like, yeah, he's not like he's, like just because the movie is named about him doesn't mean that he's supposed to be the good guy of the movie. He's supposed to be a piece of shit, straight up. No matter no matter which way you look at it, yeah. there is a small issue with the whole child bride thing. Um, but once again, still a piece of shit. He's a it, piece it, of he, shit. <laughs> he's not supposed to be redeemable. That being said. You gotta love him. He's a he's he's so charismatic. Yeah, you don't expect him to be like, like you expect to hate him, and you're supposed to hate him. But at the same time, the way that he is, it's like he's just so fucking good. And you got to chalk that up to Michael Keaton being Michael Keaton. He's a fantastic actor. I love. I could literally watch just about anything he does. He's um, so good. He's very good, isn't he? And I'm really excited to see him back in his bat suit in the new flash movie flashpoint Mm -hmm. which we haven't heard anything about in a while yeah but i'm also really glad we haven't heard anything for a while because it seems like the set is really under wraps and i prefer that (laughs) not for the podcast purposes but like well yeah exactly but like i mean like no production updates at all like we haven't seen any any production updates from from none of anyone on the set yeah and I'm I'm really hoping that there's no leaks because I hate leaks mm-hmm. because it hurts the people that like work on the movies, which I completely understand. Like that sucks. That really really sucks to see. But um, yeah, that's what's going on with uh, Plan B. Hopefully, we will be getting back Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder and Catherine O'Hara. Like I want to see all of them except for uh, the dad who is. Played by Jeffrey Duncan Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm pretty sure that dude's a kid diddler. Yeah, I know that there was some controversy. I can't remember exactly what it was. It may have been that. Uh, I've also heard at some points that it may have just been that he was using an exotic theater. Which I know like Paul Rubens had issues with that. 
to yeah but like you, you can be a, you can be forgiven for that kind of thing but yeah, like but i'm actually I... reading it right now in 2002 jones was arrested for possession of child pornography and accused by a 17 year old boy of solicitation to pose for nude photographs yeah fuck that fuck dude that. yeah fuck that guy matt do you have a fuck that dude alarm please press the fuck that dude alarm <laughs> Because fuck that dude. That's disgusting. Also, I'm really excited to see what he comes up with for that one. Right. Um, that's definitely going to have to gonna have to be something that we're going to use uh, uh, quite often. A uh, fuck that dude alarm. Yeah, how did we um, not have a fuck that dude alarm with Joss Whedon? With Joss Whedon, with J.K. Rowling, yeah. with Disney. Disney. Mm, <laughs> we're saying <laughs> it like we're Timmy Turner's dad, like Dinkelberg. <laughs> right. Um, all right but uh, that's what we're looking at for beetlejuice so far um i you know what movie i'm waiting for them to give us some more updates on and i know i mentioned it a couple times ago um fucking uh borderlands yeah that's another one we haven't heard anything about production at all borderlands and i don't want to hear anything about the production of the um mario movie because chris pratt you know when you say his name it sounds like crisp rat which is exactly what he is yeah. just fuck that dude mm. <laughs> which sucks because he's in one of my favorite shows parks and rec all right and i'm like i love andy dwyer but i fucking hate chris pratt you know what okay i'm i'm, I'm just gonna straight up admit it right now you know what movie he was in that i fucking love like after top-notch love please don't say jurassic world <laughs> the lego movie the lego movie that movie is fantastic it's so funny for no reason it's so good it's like they just I, had so much fun doing it that it didn't yeah. matter what the script was they were just having a good yeah time. oh god that's what uh yeah, such an all-star cast on that movie. You have Chris Pratt, you have Will Ferrell, Elizabeth Banks, Will Arnett, Charlie Day, Jonah Hill, Allison Brie. Like, the list goes on. Channing Tatum's in the movie, Chris Miller, Nick Offerman. Yeah. God, this mo Will Forte, Morgan Freeman, Liam Neeson, Dave Franco. Oh, it was no, an mind. insane cast. Everybody. I didn't mean to say Dave Franco. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know who was in it? I'll tell you who was in it. Fucking Billy D. Williams, Lando Calrissian, yep. and Shaquille O'Neal, yep. and Jake John. God, I, I'm going to go watch this movie again. What was the movie that I said I was going to watch earlier? Fuck it, I'm going to watch this movie now. I can't remember, actually. Because yeah, now it's the either. Lego movie. Oh, Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. I was going to watch Lighthouse. Thank yeah. you. Connor. God damn it, Connor. You're so good at what you do. <laughs> <laughs> it also had the original voice of C-3PO in it, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. Yeah. Damn it, I'm watching two movies today, aren't I? Okay, let's do this. Um, Better be ready. God, right? It's a good thing I've got, like, so much popcorn. Um, but we're going to go over to uh, Taiko Baititi talking about uh, lo uh, Thor Love and Thunder and saying that it may kill his career. I No, go off. I let's don't hear. know. Like, that's an insane thing to say. So it just makes me wonder what the hell's going to happen. Well, uh, according to Giant Freaking Robot, in an interview with the podcast The Discourse, Love and Thunder director Taika Waititi said the new film may end his career. 
referring to the upcoming feature, uh, which has hopefully settled on a July 8th release. Waititi said it was the craziest project that he has ever worked on. Without giving any details away, he spoke to the elements of the upcoming movie, commenting, it shouldn't make sense. He even added that Love and Thunder shouldn't be made. And that along with the plot being a little out there, the name would typically be <laughs> a dead end in Hollywood. Hopefully not jinxing himself, Waititi stated, I mean, you never, you never work again. Maybe I won't after this. As far as the differences between Ragnarok and Love and Thunder, Waititi assured fans they can expect similar energy and attention with the new flick. I am ready for this movie. Yeah, I'm so excited. I mean, it, it, it's, it definitely... We haven't seen anything of it yet. We haven't seen any, we, like, all we've seen are leaks, mm -hmm. really. Um, but we do know that we have Natalie Portman coming back, which I never thought would happen. Uh, we have Natalie Portman coming back as Jane Foster. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, Chris Hemsworth coming back as Thor. Tessa Thompson's back. You've got Christian Bale, Chris Pratt, Jamie Alexander, mm. Pam Clementiev. It looks like Anthony Hopkins is slated to be in it as well. Uh, Sam Neill, the uh, main character from um, Jurassic Park, is supposed to be in it. Jeff Goldblum's back. Yeah, Jeff. Oh, Jeff Goldblum is back. Dave Bautista, Bradley Cooper, Russell Crowe, Vin Diesel, Karen Gillan. Like it, it, it's going. Oh, hey, Palm Clementif is going to be on there. Um, it looks like it's going to be cool. It looks like it's going to be cool. I'm not sure. Are you familiar with what's supposed to be going on in the movie? Like what they're going to be adapting? I am not as familiar with that storyline, no. All right. So from what I am hearing and what I have read, uh, people are thinking that it's going to be adapting the um, the Thor series. That I can't remember what year it came out in, but I remember reading it where uh, there was a female Thor. Mm -hmm. And everyone was like, who the hell is it? Like, we're trying to figure out who it is. Well, it's revealed at the end that it's Jane Foster. Mm -hmm. The only issue is that while she is Thor, or like while this is going on, she's also battling cancer. Oh, shit. Yeah. And every time she turns into Thor, it, it basically like nullifies the treatment that she's doing and kind of speeds it up mm -hmm. and kind of speeds up her, her, her sickness. Oh, um, yeah. It's kind of a fucked up storyline. Like once you get to the end of it, cause like it's all super fun and cool. And like, it's, it's a good storyline. It definitely is. But then once you get to the end of it, you're like, Oh shit, she's dying. And she's doing all this to like save people anyways, even though she knows it's killing her. Um, Natalie Portman is a great actress. Mm hmm. I'm excited to see what she does with this. And I know I keep saying that line. I got to figure out a new fucking line. Matt, come up with a new line for me. I'm excited to see where this goes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, she's so it's, good. I'm, she's very good. I'm really excited that she's back. I'm excited that she's back. Um, I love the people who are involved in the production. I really enjoyed Thor Ragnarok. So awesome. I think this is going to be a really fun movie. Yeah, it really should be. Um, I mean, it's Taika Waititi. You can't, uh, you can't go wrong with Taika Waititi. He's so good at what he does. Oh, yeah. And I know we said it last episode, but still waiting for it. A Taika Waititi James Gunn flick. We need like a 
like a buddy cop flick for between them. That would be so hilarious. That would be so good. Yeah, no, I'd I'd watch that movie. Make it uh, star Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Mm. Yeah, you you got me sold. Yeah, I'm down for that. I'm talking about uh, the MCU. Uh, just as a quick little tidbit, it was reported about Leia between. Uh, two and four days ago, uh, it was reported that Finn Wolfhard is actually supposed to be joining the MCU. Um, he's signed on and ready to go. There's no name attached to what he's going to be doing yet. Um, some people are already speculating that he's going to be young Loki, which would be, you know, cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, young Loki was previously, or kid Loki was previously played by Jack Veal. Um, the multiverse, though, creates a whole lot of opportunities for different actors. People are saying that, or not saying, but speculating that he may be playing a young, uh, Kurt Wagner, uh, Nightcrawler for the new X-Men that's supposed to be coming. I'd be down for that. I would actually be super down for that. Like, there's going to be a lot of roles to fill. Once they finally bring in uh, the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. Because the X-Men just seems fucking endless for some fucking reason. Yeah, there's so um, many. There's so many of them, right? Yeah, there's so many options, so many X-Men, so many mutants. It's great. People are also speculating that maybe... Uh, oh God, I have to say his fucking name, don't I? Timothy... Charlemagne, right? Thank you. Yeah, I might be playing... Uh, Nightcrawler as well. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I'd I'd like to see him yeah. as a as, as a an X Men. I think it'd be great for him to be a mutant in the X Men universe. Um, I am not as sold if they do try to put him as like a kid Loki or something like that. Um, yeah, the person that they got for it already played a really good job. Yeah, and it, it's just not necessary. Um, I think he as well is a really strong actor. Um, he's fantastic in Stranger Things. I've seen him, I think, in a couple other things too, and he's always been really good. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does. I am also very excited to see what he does. Um, but I am not super excited about AMC right now. No. God, this seems to be an episode of just like problems, doesn't it? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> You know, we gotta have this AMC. Yeah, you do. I feel like after what twenty episodes, it's about time that we start talking about some shit. Yeah, right. Um, AMC is doing this cute little thing where they are charging a dollar fifty extra on adult tickets for the Batman, which is just some bullshit. Movie ticket prices are already really high, so are concession prices. I get it. It's so high. I get it. The theater industry is kind of dying but he really you're gonna try to exploit on a popular movie amc theaters ceo adam aaron dropped a bombshell this week by announcing the exhibition chain will charge more for tickets for the batman as a part of a variable pricing experiment fucking hate it um quoted saying this is all quite novel in the united states but actually amc has been doing it for years in our european theaters 
uh, Aaron said. Indeed, in Europe, we charge a premium for the best seats in the house, as do just about all other tick, uh, sellers of tickets in other industries. Think sporting events, concerts, and live theater, for example. Guess what? We fucking hate them for that, too. Mm-hmm. That Just because they're doing it. If your friend jumped off of a cliff, would you? No, don't fucking do it, dude. Like That's such a bad move, and apparently was predicted by uh, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas about nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, and Connery dropped in our chat another thing about AMC. So the total revenues for the three months ended December 31st, 2021 were approximately $171.6 million compared to $162.5 million um, for the three months ended. So it's close to $100 million more than they expected. Well, no, hold on. This is a thousand million more. Connery, I don't think that's how numbers work. Yeah. Yeah, it was said on the uh, investors relations part of the uh, AMC theaters, the press release. um, uh, Total revenues for the three months, like you said, ended December 31st, 2021 to be approximately 1,171.6 million compared to the 162.5 million for the three months ended December 31st, 2020. Um, I'm sure that's how numbers work, but it sounds wrong to me, and I don't like that. Um, yeah, it does. Fuck, that's a right. lot of money, though. That's like a stupid amount of money. money. Yeah, it continues to say that the net loss for three months ended to be between um, 194.8 million and 114.8 million. Now, to quote over on Variety again, uh, speaking at a 2013 panel at the University of Southern California, George Lucas shared his belief that moviegoing would eventually resemble Broadway or sporting events and that theaters would have different price tiers for different kinds of films. Quote is saying, what you're going to end up with is fewer theaters, Lucas said in 2013. Bigger theaters with a lot of nice things. Going to the movies is going to cost you 50 bucks, maybe 100, maybe 150. And that's going to be what we call the movie business. But everything else is going to look more like cable television in TiVo. Lucas was joined on, on the 2013 panel by Steven Spielberg, who added, there's going to be an implosion where three or four or maybe even half a dozen of these mega budgeted movies are going to go crashing into the ground. And that's going to change the paradigm again. There's going to be eventually... There's going to be eventually day and date with movies, and eventually there's going to be price variants. Spielberg added, you're going to have to pay $25 to see the next Iron Man, and you're probably only going to have to pay $7 to see Lincoln. I, and I completely get what they're saying, and I understand where they're coming from with this. It doesn't mean that I have to love it, though. Yeah, we can um, still think it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, uh, because next thing you know, they're going to be ticket mastering us and charging us. Oh, my God, they already do charge us convenience fees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they charge convenience fees. And while I get that this is an idea to try to make the experience more of an outing or something like that, sometimes just you want to go see a movie in the theaters. It's not meant to be this massive event where, oh, yeah, let's go. I don't want to have to drop 50 bucks just to go see a movie especially Mm -hmm. when we have streaming platforms that are starting to offer things like on demand you know where well that's why they're doing it though because they know that those streaming platforms are offering it um and to piggyback off of what you're saying though and i totally i completely agree what it's only the only thing that it's going to do is make it so that 
lower income families cannot go to movies. Yeah. It's going to make it into once again an elite thing because I, I don't want to say that I'm like a lower income person, but I don't make a whole lot of money. Um, and so it's really hard for me or my family to be able to go to see live shows or like um, mm-hmm. not even live shows like live plays just recently um what's it called uh, wicked was over in costa mesa mm-hmm. and i so badly wanted to go get tickets to go like go see it. i want to take my mom and stuff but i think the starting price on tickets over there was maybe 200 maybe 250 dollars i was like mm-hmm. i no one can afford that not not us like exactly and exactly that's and that's, that's, that's a problem Exactly, that's the majority of people, and it seems like the the gap between the wealthy and the poor is getting bigger and bigger by the day. Yeah, um, it, it's making it not only impossible for people to survive with their basic needs, but for people to be able to engage in some self care, go out and do something that that makes them happy. This world is a fucked up place. Everyone should be able to do things that make them happy because shit is a little bit weird at all times. It, it feels really gross and nasty and i i really don't want this episode to be a downer but like there's a lot of shit going on that definitely needs to be addressed and the only way that it's going to be stopped is once everything implodes mm-hmm. and it's not going to end well for literally any one of us correct and by any one of us i mean the people that are on the lower half the wealthy are just gonna keep getting rich yep we're stuck over here just trying to survive and paying the price for it exactly yeah no i i have nothing else to add you hit everything on that god there's a i get really heated about that kind of thing because uh, people deserve to be happy and deserve to go be able to do things yeah that's where yeah. i'm ending that one and it looks like that's actually wow what a way to end the episode no right? We can end on a light note, still talking about the Batman, in the fact that Robert Pattinson was a little bit of a thief. Oh, yeah. He's the kind of person that the Batman would beat up. Yeah, he's a sneaky sneak. And uh, he apparently had a bit of an obsession with these socks on set. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... Robert Pattinson in an interview with the BBC Radio 1 film critic Ali Plum said, it's impossible to take anything home from it, talking about the set. I did get a lot of socks. All my socks are all from Batman. He was getting, uh, and again, to continue quoting him, I kept getting told from Warner Brothers, you know, it's fine to have a few, but you take them every day. How many socks do you need? (laughs) Because we've been shooting for a year. (laughs) That's that's just that's great. <laughs> Please take as many socks as you can because people deserve uh, warm feet. Yeah, um, like fuck it, they're socks. God, that is funny though. That is very funny. Yeah. So Pattinson is a bit of a thief. I love it. I love that. That's the thing he chose to take. Of all things, right? Yeah, it's just it's so fitting to his character. At least the one that we've kind of start started to see a little bit more of yeah exactly yeah i hear he's a good guy to hang around with he's from what i hear super humble um yeah and he is a phenomenal actor like oh yeah most definitely so good. Is. um actually you know one more thing that i did want to bring up um on the red carpet premiere for the batman jason momoa was there mm-hmm. 
and I saw this smaller company like kind of reach out to him as he was passing by. I was like, hey, do you have a minute? He was like, yeah, I've, I've got a minute for you. What's up? Do you have a question? And like the guy was like, oh, yeah, I'm with blah, blah, blah. And I actually have a question for you. And he looks Jason Momoa dead in the eyes. And he goes, what kind of fish was it? <laughs> and it takes him like a second to register. And then he laughs and goes, fuck you, man, and walks away. Oh, God, that's that's like such a perfect question to ask. That was so good. Because those who know know exactly what they're talking about. God, that was funny. But then like he came back over and like, like high fived him and like you know just like uh, yeah, it's yeah. jason momoa from what i hear he's pleasant i hear that he wasn't always pleasant but i hear that he's pleasant now mm-hmm. um i too would like to know what kind of fish but maybe that's just me um <laughs> and i know some people that would like to be that fish oh um, I, I am one of those <laughs> <laughs> you definitely wanted to fuck gil from finding nemo didn't you i didn't actually Really? Yeah, I, I, Finding Nemo did not do it for me. Okay, sure. Whatever you wanted to fuck Willem Dafoe the fish. Uh, I'd fuck Willem Dafoe, but not as a fish. Jesus, <laughs> can we end this episode? <laughs> I want to go home now. <laughs> that actually does bring us to the end of the episode. You know, fish fuckers over here. <laughs> um, you know, actually, before we do go, I, I know that we keep doing this. Matt, I'm sorry you keep, like, starting the outro music, and then uh, I have to cut you off. Um, we got to talk about unpopular opinions, because last week, we had one from Connery that was super great. Uh, she said that Doctor Strange is a time traveler who purposely doomed us to live life in a paradox. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, as a matter of fact, here she is right now. Uh, talking about how she or why she feels that way. And Connery, take it away, please. What's up, gorgeous geeks? I'm here to discuss my controversial opinion about that Doctor Strange is a time traveler who purposely doomed us all to a life in a paradox. So listen, the MCU timeline that we're currently a part of is not the prime or the original MCU timeline. And as far as I'm concerned, it hasn't been since the Avengers. We don't really know what happened in the real MCU, but we do see that the prime timeline and the alternate one from our paradox begin the same way and are basically identical up until the last 10 minutes or so of the Avengers. When Strange originally goes back, he adjusts that Loki no longer escapes, but he goes through Winter Soldier to change the events to where Loki is now taken to Asgard. And we see that he makes many more timeline stitches to adjust the overall timeline. We also see in one section that the Avengers destroyed the Mind Stone before Thanos found it. And Strange still changes time so that he can personally hand deliver the Time Stone to Thanos to help him complete the gauntlet. This now puts Strange in the perfect position to reign completely unchallenged and completely supreme. We also see at one point that the Ancient One blames herself. In Endgame, she recognizes that when she finds that Strange chose to give Thanos a Time Stone, she immediately is like, this is my fault. 
And I was like, why? Because she knows that Strange is just like her. He's a holier-than-thou, rule-breaking hypocrite. And she's already shared that she herself pierces through time and changes events to adjust the outcomes. She's definitely not going to get in Strange's way and has no choice but to go along and hope that she's right about him. And I think that that's why she feels guilty. As far as I'm concerned, Doctor Strange is on track to become a madman. He already witnessed and lived through his own death close to 10 plus times, which I don't know how anyone can come out of not completely insane. But he's also had a blatant disregard for space-time continuum since the beginning when we met him. I also think that the greater good is really just about total control, and at this point, there's really no one left to challenge Strange. A lot of people are dead, uh, Wakanda's in a looming political crisis, and like, our last threat, it's Wanda, who he's either gonna battle or maybe help in the multiverse of madness, all according to helping for whatever benefits Strange. Guess we'll see. Uh, if you're interested in any other great breakdowns regarding this idea, one of my favorites has been written down and detailed out by Ark the Lad on Reddit. Uh, please share more if you guys find any. I'm very interested in this. It's a current opinion and theory. Cool. I'm sure you said something there. I didn't wow. hear a word of it because... Um, that was really, uh, so interesting. I'm that was super interesting, right? <laughs> uh ida give us your um controversial opinion i actually don't really like captain marvel as a superhero really i just i don't know i don't know if it was just particularly the movie or whatnot but it was just all right it it wasn't great especially after rewatching, i was like i have to watch all of this Oh. oh no, that sucks. <laughs> um, God, I hate that. My sister's definitely gonna hate hearing that one. Yeah, sorry. Nothing. Uh, there were great po- points. Like again, I just I don't think that it was uh, as good as everybody cut it out to be. All right. So since I gave my unpopular opinion, I'll also give uh, Connery's. And uh, she says that Age of Ultron is better than it gets credit for. I kind of have to agree with that. I completely agree with that. I think it really got shot on a lot. And it's really not a bad movie, guys. And don't get me wrong. It doesn't come without its faults. Oh, for sure. Um, For sure. Definitely the way, uh, what's his name? Um... Why did I almost say John DiMaggio? He's not even in that movie. James Spader. No, not James Spader. The director. The shit boy. The fuck that guy. Alarm. Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Thank you. Um, shit I don't know how I forgot his name. That's weird. It, it, it's like, I swear to God, like, every time I remember another person's name, another one gets shoved out of my head. So, and I don't know whose it is until I have to think of their name. Um, but I also love that the moniker he chose was shit boy. <laughs> It, that's who he is, man. It's true, though. Like, it's true. It just... Oh, so apt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Connery's correct. I can only allow so many fuckboys in my head. Joss Whedon definitely fucked up writing uh, Black Widow. For sure. Um, he, he... And this isn't even my controversial opinion. It's, it's, just, it's just basically a fact at this point. Yeah. He fucked up writing Black Widow. Um, because once again, he's a shit boy. 
That being said, my controversial opinion is going to be a Marvel one. Mm-hmm. And it is definitely at full strength. Ultron would have been able to kill Thanos. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at absolutely how things turned out in fucking What If. Ultron was insane. Ultron was insane. Oh, 100%. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and I don't even mean like with the, uh, with the Infinity Stones oh, like he was yeah, in, yeah. in What If. Like genuinely, like if he had taken over everything that was going on on Earth, and then Thanos showed up with the Infinity Stones, he still would have kicked his ass. Yep. That's my controversial opinion. Uh, and that's where we are going to end it. Do we have anything else to talk about? I swear to God, I keep saying that we're going to end this, and we just keep going on and on and on. No, I think we covered it all. Uh, yeah, I guess we did cover it all this time. Look at us ending stuff. Um, all right, guys, thank you for coming out, or not coming out, I guess, uh, staying in. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you guys so much more than we could ever uh, possibly convey. Uh, we love you guys. We adore you guys. I usually at the end say something like, when you go out into the world, uh, blah, 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 blah. But this time, what I'm going to end it with is uh, glory to Ukraine. Yeah. And they deserve so much better than they are getting. And I can't wait for all this shit to end because they deserve the absolute world. Yeah. And for any of our uh, Russian listeners, whether you agree with it or not, fuck Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we're ending that one. Uh, anyways, guys, it's been wonderful. We love you guys so much. We'll see you guys next time. Uh, if you have any controversial opinions that you want to send us, talk to us over on Instagram or Twitter or whichever one you feel like using. Uh, we love you guys. Ida, say goodbye. Goodbye. Connery, say goodbye. You're not there. You don't have a microphone. Uh, Matt. You probably don't want to use your mic right now either. Um, but I don't know. Get your personal assistance to say goodbye for us. Um, Later, haters. I know you hear me. Okay, bye. Bye.